0: Welcome, friends. Welcome to the last episode of season one, the Simon Says series of the Grace podcast. We've loved meeting with you over a cup of coffee, talking about my favorite catchphrases this season. Today, Eve and I are talking about a topic that we're both being challenged by in our respective seasons of life, and I have a feeling you might be too. Are you ever tempted to schedule every single minute of the day? Do you find it hard to slow down and really rest because you're worried about the running to-do list in your brain? Do you ever feel anxious about planning downtime? Well friend, you're not alone. Today we're talking about how true rest is actually very productive.
1: Oh man, I have been looking forward to this episode because like you just said, it is something that is challenging me in this current season of life. So before we dive into this idea of rest being productive, Let's talk about how we have not done well. (laughs) When has cutting corners about rest hurt you more than it's helped you get ahead? Hmm.
0: I remember writing a blog post about this years ago. I think I called it Dear Mom Who Refuses to Rest. And Mm -hmm. it really was just an honest confession, even just looking at my own life, that I almost couldn't settle in and enjoy time with my family if there were dishes left undone or laundry still needing to be folded. It just kind of felt like I had to earn rest. I had to do enough and have the house perfect enough if I was going to be a fun mom. And that was really not productive at all because I was missing out on the very thing that would fill my heart back up, time with my family and fun and enjoyment.
1: Yeah. Oh man, that makes sense. I have felt that too. Like I can't actually stop until everything is Quote, unquote, done. <laughs> well, I think for myself, even just from a like purely physical perspective, um, I, in the last several years, have been navigating a little bit of a health journey with Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid condition. Um, and if I don't rest, like if I don't plan time to rest, I will crash at some point. Like I can push through wow. for so long and kind of make it happen and do what I think needs to be done. But I'll pay the price for it if I don't plan like a regular rhythm of rest. So, yeah.
0: Because I think there's something about cutting corners that we wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't kind of working, right? Sometimes we're like, wow, if I just stay up till two in the morning, I'll get so much (laughs) more ahead, right? And so cutting corners on sleep or cutting corners on rest sometimes looks really productive at first. But like you said, if you don't plan to rest, then it will catch up with you and you find that in the long run, it actually doesn't get you ahead at all.
1: Yeah, it puts you more behind because then you're taking much more time than you would normally take to kind of rebound and reset.
0: Totally. Yeah. Okay, so Eve, what does it really look like in Our current season of life. I mean, your season is a little different than mine. Um, I have dedicated more work hours in this season of life than your part-time hours, but what does rest look like and does true rest really exist? (laughs) I saw
1: this question that we were going to talk about and I was like internal dread, like, oh, this is the question (laughs) that I'm asking myself right now. Like, what does rest look like in this current season? You know, as a mama of littles, like three little kids kind of running around and getting to do what, in my opinion, is the best job ever. Um, how do I rest? Like, when are the hours that I'm not actively taking care of children, making dinner, picking up the house, or working? Like, I'm sure there are some mamas out there who can relate to hitting like 7:30, kids are in bed, and you're like, okay. And then you kind of want to stay up for hours because it's your only like quote unquote downtime, but you can fill it with all kinds of other stuff too. So yeah, I think rest for me is kind of in small chunks right now. And that's okay. It's a season, right? Choosing sometimes in the afternoon when kids are napping to like just take 30 minutes where it's like, I'm not going to work or be extra productive on the surface. Like I'm just going to sit and read a book with Mm -hmm. Spencer. Like I'm just going to pause in my day.
0: And I think honestly, one of the best ways to train ourselves to rest and train other people around us to respect that rest is to communicate it too, right? Yeah. Because I think part of what happens with personalities like mine or with yours is we (laughs) always want to come through for everybody who asks of us, right? And so in a world where text messages and DMs and constant, like we're on Slack and Asana and (laughs) everything there is for... um task management, it would be really easy to keep notifications on at all times. Mm -hmm. But then you feel guilty or you feel like, oh my goodness, I let somebody down. But if we communicate and say, this is what I need to do. And so I'm going to be available to this time. And then I'm not going to be available during this time. This is the best way to reach me. This is when I'm not going to be reachable. I think when we communicate better with this could even be within our own homes, right, with our yeah. children or with our spouse, or but with our peers and all those who need us. I mean, if if you're listening and you're a mama, then you for sure know how this feels where it's like everybody needs something from you. But even if you're not a mom, this could be in school or at a job or with yeah. the, the small group that you lead. There's a way for us not to be on call And in demand at all times. And I think sometimes, I'm not saying this about you, Eve, I'm saying this about (laughs) me. Um, But if you want to feel conviction about it, you're welcome to. (laughs) But I think sometimes we like being needed. And sometimes we just want to be the one who fixes it all and saves the day. Mm -hmm. And- I didn't even plan to go there with this topic here, but we do train people. And this is one of the things that I say internally a lot with our team is we train people how to treat us, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you really want to have a rhythm of rest in your life, then you're training other people as to whether or not they can have access to you at all times of the day, yep. any moment. Um, if you can drop everything, even a book that you're reading to your child and go take a call or go bring dinner to a friend. Those could be really good things, but right. we won't ever have the best things if we um, don't plan on it, which, by the way, <laughs> leads me to thinking about what Jesus said in Luke chapter 10, 38-42. Will you just read it real quick?
1: Yeah, this is a familiar passage probably for some of you. Um, here's what it says. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her.
0: Well, I think that passage comes to mind and is super convicting, right? <laughs> yes. Because what we're talking about is it's great to take dinner to a friend. It's great to always sign up for the meal train. It's great to always be the one who saves the day. And if you're on a team like ours, it might always feel like the right thing to do to step in and To be reliable. To be reliable. But that's not always honoring the Lord if God's given you a job to do to prioritize your life. So if, as we take the example of what Jesus said to Mary and Martha, it's not that Martha shouldn't be hosting, shouldn't be hospitable. (laughs) Right. It was simply him saying, look. Martha, I think what you're asking for is for it to be fair and for everybody else to work as hard as you, Mm -hmm. but he's saying Mary has a desire to know him, to know Jesus, and anything she does will overflow from being in his presence. And so the question for me and you, Eve, and for all our friends here is, are we sitting in his presence and Mm -hmm. resting in his provisions and then taking care of all the things that are needed from us? Out of the overflow of having rested, or are we running on empty and just saying, "Why isn't Why isn't everyone doing what I'm doing? Why isn't everyone else working this hard? Come on, you know I I'm so exhausted. Help me get this done. Yeah,
1: be like me so that I don't have to be like me,
0: (laughs) right? Like you do all the things, and that's the honest truth, right?
1: Yeah, it is. And I think, I mean, you've talked about this idea of rest is productive, in Graceless book, and also in Beholding and Becoming, mm-hmm. and I think it's in the Beholding and Becoming chapter. You said something to the effect of like, we might think we can't afford to take time for rest, but truly we can't afford not to. And when when true rest is about being with the Lord, has so true. Like we can't afford not to start with rest. Like it mm-hmm. shapes our days if we have regular rhythms of rest built into our lives, things are tangibly different than if we are just go, 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 go. And I think what you said is so true. At the, at the core, it really comes back to a pride, right? Like, I'm the one who controls all the things. I will get it done. I don't need to rest. Like, I can just keep going. I can keep pushing. No one will do it if I don't do it
0: right and that puts ourselves at the center of being the yeah. savior being the reliable one and it makes me think of um, our dear friend Jen Wilkin she wrote a book called 10 words to live by um, and she just kind of unpacks the 10 commandments and yeah. you know when we're talking about rest we're we're talking about everything from physical rest to mental mm-hmm. rest to actually turning off your phones and going to bed right i mean <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a paraphrase but i say it all the time that piper has a wonderful quote where he he Basically says that once a day, God turns us into sacks of, you know, helplessness so that we can recognize that he is God and we are not. That's what sleep is. And so when we're fighting sleep and we're unwilling to sleep, it's basically saying, no, I'm just as good as God. I can fix Mm -hmm. all this. And so... I want to make sure that as we talk about this, we're making the point not so much about whether we do it a certain way or not, right? right? And so I want to read this quote from Jen's um, Unhindered Rest chapter in 10 Words to Live By. She says, more than the deliberate cessation of work for the purpose of decompressing, I mean, that could be like more than just saying, oh, I need a massage. (laughs) Sabbath is the deliberate cessation of any activity that might reinforce my belief in my own self-sufficiency. Isn't that so good, right? (laughs) I mean, so what she's saying is, regardless of how, how you want to rest, the principle is we are made to rest because we are made to trust and rely on Him and not on ourselves. And so, one way that looks is that we have to find a way to Sabbath in our hearts, Sabbath in mm-hmm. our schedules, um, to kind of remind ourselves that He is God and we are not. How do you and Cody do this in your everyday lives?
1: Well, you know, it's ironic, maybe divine, <laughs> that we're talking about this today because in the last few weeks, Cody and I have been really processing this idea of Sabbath and what it means for us today, what it means for our family, mm-hmm. you know, whether we are intentional about it. Spoiler alert, we have not been. Mm. Um, I don't think really at any point in our marriage even so far that we have really consciously said like, okay, what are our rhythms of rest and of refreshment with the Lord and how does that play out? Um, So what it looks like for us right now is a lot of conversation, I think, about even just figuring out like, you know, kind of the traditional idea of like, well, Saturday is your day off. Sunday is the day you do church. So which day is Sabbath in your heart? Like, how do you prepare for it? How do we teach our children about it? Yeah, I don't know. I I like the idea of having some sort of regular, almost like ritual attached to it. Like, I don't know, something that
0: signals to us really tangibly, like, this is the beginning of downtime. And I think it helps to just remember, even just to keep Jen's words because she says it so eloquently, but just the reminder that the goal here is not like it's just a day off or it's right. a day to catch up on Netflix or it's <laughs> a day to yeah. go get a pedicure. It's it, It's a day to remind yourself that even though you can get ahead right. on all this work and then gain monetarily, financially <laughs> or gain more schedule bandwidth or yeah. gain organization That just because you can doesn't mean you should because ultimately what you need to recognize is that your hustle and your ability to get further ahead is not what's actually holding your life together. That's the point, right? right? And so what can we do to train up our families in our communities to just constantly remind our hearts that we were made to rest in Him and I mean, I I didn't make up that phrase. I mean, I think it's Augustine who said it in the confessions. Because you have made us for yourself, he says, and our hearts are restless till they find their rest in you. That's what Augustine said.
1: Yeah. What does it look like practically for you to rest? I know, like you said, we're in different seasons. So mine looks like lots of little kids, but yours looks like a lot more like physical Not like physical hard labor, but like actual work task things to do hours in your day.
0: You know, unfortunately, if we're all being honest, because I feel like you've been real brave on this episode today. I think the honest truth is sometimes you don't recognize how you're not resting mm. until you end up exhausted and you end right. up burnt out, right? Most of us, I'm I'm assuming that somebody listening is nodding their heads saying, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's when I noticed that I was like not healthy or my hair mm-hmm. was falling out or something weird, right? right? And praise God, I don't know that anything like really dramatic has happened in my life, except that I've known that I am anxious in my heart when I don't. Rest. When mm-hmm. I don't rest is when I think, oh my goodness, I got to figure this out at 3 30 in the morning. And <laughs> I always say that. And if you've heard me say that before, I'm not making that up. Like my body wakes me up at 3 30 a.m. when I'm anxious. When I'm anxious, somehow it's that three o'clock hour where I start thinking, I got to figure this out. I got to f- fix this. <laughs> I got to make these phone calls. And you can't really call the doctor's office at three in the morning. You can't actually write, well, you could write an email, but you sound crazy at three in the morning. (laughs) And there have been times where I've had to get up and simply say, God, I'm going to take this time where I want to fix everything to just surrender and tell you I am not resting because I keep thinking that I can fix this. I confess, I confess that I'm trying to save myself through worry. And so, yeah, for me, it, I mean, we're in the middle of having honest conversations about um, how many projects I can take on, mm-hmm. when I should take them on. You're in charge of my speaking schedule. So <laughs> you are also part of that conversation where you say, that's enough. You're not going on another Events, well, yeah. Right?
1: And I think that that honestly brings up a really important point. Sometimes I think rest has to be a little bit of a community project, mm-hmm. right? Like it has to and be accountable
0: accountability. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There has to be someone who helps like together as a family figuring out like, this is what we're going to do. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, the temptation to keep striving <laughs> or to keep doing stuff in yeah. our own strength and to fix it, like that's not going to go away. So we need right. some people who
0: can help us say like, actually like that can wait or like, just
1: pause.
0: Right. Well, and just a few episodes back, we talked about preaching truth to yourself. And um, I would say we do that with one another, right? In community, yep. when we're in the body of Christ, we preach the truth to one another. So, just really practically for our listeners, one of the ways this happens is if I say, you know, sometimes it's not me, but if I say, oh, but we could earn extra income, I could serve this particular person group that I really want to go serve. Mm -hmm. And I would really love to not miss this opportunity. I'd hate to have FOMO if I miss this conference (laughs) or I miss this event. And for you to preach to me, God will provide you. So you don't have to take on another, you know, if you need to rest, you don't need to take on another event for income purposes. You don't have to take on another event for the sake of promotion serving. or, yeah. or even, you know, that's, that's all like on a very business level. But just even if my heart is like, I just want to be with people, yeah, sometimes that can be a very good thing, but the best thing might be that I need to be home. And so that's you preaching that truth to me. And so maybe that practical application is even like, you know, who do you invite into your life to help preach truth to your heart when you're struggling to truly rest. Yeah.
1: We had a little bit of this conversation about Sabbath at our small group this last week. Mm -hmm. And I think it was it's good like again for us to ask each other like when we're in really intense seasons or it's like, oh like this is hard this is hard for us to ask each other like,
0: hey, what could you let go of right now? Like how can you rest? Because I mean it's I'm I'm not trying to be cliche, but I'd be remiss to not say this in this episode. But We all know this to be true, but we need to remind ourselves that every yes we say is a no to something else, right? Mm -hmm. And so the reality is you have to look at the season that you're in and whether there are children who are growing up right before your eyes, whether (laughs) there are opportunities that you're saying no to because you're saying a yes to, and if it's the the opportunity that you're saying yes because you've been called to it, absolutely do that, but count the cost, right? Right. But you can't have it all. You can't say, I'm going to run at 200% at all times. And I really want to have enough time to go on walks and have, you know, coffee dates. You have to make a choice about where to put your time.
1: Yeah. So Ruth, what do you think, what would you say after this conversation? What's the gospel truth in this idea of rest being productive? And why does it even matter?
0: Well, I think the truth is that rest is productive because anything that helps us recognize our limitations teaches us to trust God and his faithfulness more than ourselves. And that's really the Mm. whole point of the gospel is that God is the savior through Christ, not us. And so anything that shows us that we're limited and he's limitless, that we're faithless, but he is faithful, ultimately causes us to trust God more than we trust ourselves. And that is always a fruitful decision
1: yeah well, and I think of even the Gospel truth of like God's work is finished, right, like He amen. has yes. done the work that needs to be done, and He gives us rest as a gift, like all of those things are helpful for us that that's how we become productive, that's why we are fruitful,
0: yeah. amen, so like we ask on every episode, <laughs> what are you going to do, and what are what's your choice for one small thing you can do to respond? to the truths of this conversation?
1: Yeah, I think I need to look at a week at a time and just Mm -hmm. pick even one, like literally this is a very small step, like one pocket of time, 30 minutes in my week that I'm just going to choose to trust the Lord to get the work done, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to choose to rest. Mm
0: -hmm. Well. I actually thought of another one besides the one I was going to say. The one I was going <laughs> to say is I'm I'm already currently choosing to go to bed at what maybe doesn't seem like early for a lot of people, but it's kind of early for me, that 10 o'clock hour and yeah. then choosing to have things shut way down and have just Troy and me like decompressing and having a conversation and yeah. praying sure. together if that is possible 30 minutes before we go to bed rather than kind of like still trying to get something done up until the last mm-hmm. minute before we cr- crawl in bed. But the second thing I was going to say is kind of in the same way that you're describing, I mean, so many of us are working from home now, like you and oh, I've always so you know, worked from yeah. home, right? So yeah. all of, so we have, we're on a remote team. So you're in Indy, Indianapolis, yep. and I'm in Colorado, and most of our team spread out. But for so many, this is the first time through the pandemic's been like the time where everybody yeah. started working from home. And when you have control over your own schedule, it starts getting a little crazy when yeah. it feels like you can always just do pick it back up and you can, you know, and so I've noticed a little bit that I don't work schedule in time. To even go on a walk or rest mm-hmm. or rest through exercise. So, like that may not seem yeah. like really restful, but it's like resting my brain or yeah. resting my work work activities to mm-hmm. just kind of move my body and take care of the temple God's given me. And so yeah. at 46, I'm pretty convicted about that. So I think Troy just asked me even this morning, he's like, what if we just carve out 30 minutes in the morning where both of us go downstairs, which was where our, um, kind of like home gym equipment, just a couple of different yeah. things that we use is down there together. And I never want to go there by myself, you know, it's <laughs> this dark and cold and, um, <laughs> I'm just like a baby, but he said, why don't we just do one block of time together? So you made me yeah. think of that. That's a one small thing as well.
1: Yeah. I love that.
0: Well, friends, this has been such an encouraging conversation. I hope it has been for you as well. This whole season has been more than I personally expected and you yeah. know, asked or imagined. And even I are so grateful to God that we actually made it to the end of the first <laughs> season. But a whole friends, season. It's, I know we actually did it. We're a little proud of ourselves here, but I promise we are coming back. Season two <laughs> of the podcast will release on April 20th. And we can't wait to share with you what we'll be talking about next.
1: Yeah. And we also want to just say thank you for your reviews of the podcast, friends. We are just so happy to see that it's encouraging you. Leah J. Fisk just wrote one that I wanted to share part of. She said, Ruth has been interviewed on several of my favorite podcasts, and I've always loved listening to her. She helps me slow down so I can see the beauty of the gospel and how it applies to my daily life more clearly. And man, that type of review just like warms my heart because like that's exactly what we're hoping to do um so leah we're so glad it's been an encouragement to you if you have a minute we'd love for you to rate the show and leave a quick review that helps invite others to join us for this little cup of coffee with friends
0: thanks for joining us for season one we'll see you april 20th for season two